this will be the fourth STS in a row that goes up on YouTube without any videos. And we're not intending for this to be a STS only YouTube channel. We're in fact intending it to still be a YouTube channel with a ch channel. 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 It's, it's, a, it's a tough word to channel. say. Tough word to say. With uh, you know shorter shorter content that that I think we were. Well, known for more. It was largely before. established with the uh, short form parkour edits. Mm -hmm. um, but podcasts are easier. I mean, for us, like the, the mission that we kind of set on in the fall was like, let's just try to see if we can do this weekly. Mm -hmm. And in fact, we can, even with limited content and things going on in the world of parkour, it turns out that we can actually record a podcast every week. And so we're doing it. But we also need to put up other videos and the last couple weeks it's been tricky to get content for that sort of thing and so you're left with just episodes of STS. Well it's not that we ha actually even have a shortage of content. There are like some videos coming in the pipeline mm -hmm. that um, we just okay, need so to get done. <laughs> so I was, I was editing a bit today. Uh, we're going to have, I actually decided so because I, I vlogged most of, uh, most of my trip and after going through it today, I decided this, this, it needs to be two videos. It's oh, actually okay. too much stuff uh, for one video. So it's going to be two videos. And then we also have a, a youth team vlog that we recorded. So we do have some stuff that's uh, on, the, uh, on the table. On the, I was trying to think, what's the, what's the uh, metaphor, the, uh, the saying, the kitchen one? No, cutting. It's not cutting room floor. That's, that's like not what I'm trying to say at all. It's on the kitchen counter. Oof. <laughs> anyway, it's in the uh, preparation stage. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, we got we got some food prep going on. We got some. Got a, uh, it's it's getting diced up. We're chopping up the onions in yeah. here. Yeah. Why did I turn into a uh, New Yorker? Because um, you're Italian. <laughs> hey. It's coming out. I am Italian. But yeah, that stuff's coming. And one thing we were talking about Italian American, we, though. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Before we started recording today, uh, I keep bringing up this this issue, and we we're kind of talking about potentially a plan to not post full episodes of STS on the channel anymore, because they live on Apple Podcasts, they live on Spotify, and we can also post videos on Spotify. Right. But my, my, my concern has been that it, when we have weeks like we had recently where we have like four episodes in a row that people don't want to click the thumbnails anymore because they assume it's going to be a long STS episode instead of an actual video. So I'm, I'm concerned that we're, we're losing the attention of people <laughs> because we're just posting like hour-long videos that aren't much of videos, they're just talking heads instead of actual it content. It could just be that we're boring, mm. you know? If we had like more of a Josh style of just like, hey, welcome back to this week's The Movement, you know, yeah. we just go be more animated. Do you want to be more animated? Yeah, but me? look at how much trouble he's having putting those on a weekly basis though. You know, but he's editing, but he has to edit it. Mm -hmm. But if we are just on, Oh, you know, if we just level up our animation in our discussion, maybe people right. will watch it. I'll bring yeah. some pre-workout into the into the chat. 
I was gonna make a coffee before uh, mm. we came in here, mm-hmm. but I uh, I failed to do that. So, so, so you're was, getting boring old, <laughs> boring old Renee and Tom over mm-hmm. here. Uh, so what, one solution that we we've, we've talked about, and this is actually one that I'm I'm quite keen and motivated to do is is to actually start taking out sec like sections of each. STS episode, so we have like a topic, like one of the topics that we're going to talk about today, and we could basically then do what everyone always asks us to do, which is put video and image accompaniments to to that talk. We're not going to sit down every week and have an hour-long podcast and try to trim it down and everything and put videos and images on that, but we could potentially do that with a, for a five to ten minute video, and it would actually give us more content as they say. So you mean like take an excerpt of one of our conversations where we're maybe talking about a video or we're talking mm-hmm. about something and then edit it down or edit it in a, not edit it down just chop that out and then add in visual aids yeah if you will. Yeah and so if you're listening or watching right now and that is something that you would like to see us do I'm pretty pretty confident that people are going to want to see that uh, on a weekly, and then it you never like, know unless yeah, you try. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of one of those things too, where I think if you were to tune into our YouTube channel and you would see a ten minute diced up talk about Jules's new video with some visual aids with it, and that would maybe make you want to go listen to the podcast, or you're like, hey, cool, I got one of the topics this week. That's all I wanted to tune in for anyways. And it was a nice engaging 10 minutes versus an hour long conversation with some other things sprinkled in that uh, maybe people would want that more. Well, it's like, yeah, I mean, there's definitely people who are consuming STS on the YouTube platform. So they would have to go to a different platform to hear the conversation. Mm -hmm. So Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So... Um, but I mean, what is it's probably like five people, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Tom's dad. <laughs> I don't even think he was. <laughs> I, tried, I tried to get my mom listening to, like, okay. I, 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 <laughs> I went into her YouTube when I like rung the bell. <laughs> oh, really? Nice. <laughs> so she's going to get notifications every time we upload something. Well. Yeah. Cause she, she like, uh, my mom, she, she, um, gets our like Instagram posts and everything. And I was like, oh, there's a bunch of other stuff yeah. um, you could see if you want to see your son yeah. you know, <laughs> a little more. Yeah, I think, well, it's just, I think it's just, it's really long for a, an outsider yeah. to want to like spend the time to do. Mm-hmm. Like, so like, my dad, like, he loves everything we do, but this is probably one of the things he just doesn't have the patience yeah, for. It's a little long. Um, he is retired, though, so I mean, mm-hmm. he's, like, what else is he going to do? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but we got so, Dom. Dom watches. Yeah, thank listens. you, Dom. Thank you for all your comments, Dom. Yeah. Um, there's definitely some, some locals who, uh, who tune in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just so every week we say, you know, leave a comment. This is actually something that I would really like to get some feedback on. Because, as I said, like I'm, I'm convinced um, it's something I'm pretty motivated to do because I could see instead of uh, just posting this on, on YouTube with 
like a little intro and stuff like that. Just stop doing that. Cut out a nice 10, 10 minute segment each week, put them into a folder. And then when we run out of uh, weekly videos to do, or if we want to try to uh, increase our video count on a weekly basis, we just pull one of those sections of an episode in STS, put in some, some images and some video aids, and then boom, it's a nice, more easy to, to, to digest uh, piece of content. And some of the evidence that, uh, that I'm um, using for this too is we, we did this um, months ago, and, and I felt kind of dirty doing it. Over a year ago, I think. It was over a year ago? Yeah. Yeah, talking about one of the teams that we're actually going to be talking about today, which is WYSIWYG, when they did the, uh, or uh, Chalke did the, the cork, cork the manpower. Yeah. And so, I mean, a big part of that was the thumbnail <laughs> that, I, that I used for it, but it was a shorter video. And so it's like you get thumbnail, which is the topic, and it was just basically a cut of an STS episode. Uh, but you're, you're clicking on it knowing that you're getting into 10 minutes instead of over an hour. Yeah. So, and that did better views. Like that was the experiment is those, those two chunks. Cause the other chunk that I pulled out was talking about Sebastian Foucault and those two chunks had higher, much higher view counts than the full episode of SDS. That's true. So yeah. something happened there, but I'm pretty convinced it's the move to make if, yeah, if you agree or disagree, please let us know. Um, anything else? Anything else going on with the YouTube that we need to? Well, do you want to put a call out for uh, for somebody to uh, to do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are looking for we are looking for an editor. Uh, so if you or if someone you know uh, would be interested in helping us with YouTube edits. Drop us a DM. You can email you can email me at Renee at OriginsParkour.com and I'd love to uh, love to talk to you about doing some work. Amazing. Well it help us it would help us with all this backlog of content that we've got. This great content that we're gonna be just putting out into the world on this channel, this YouTube channel, hit the bell and stuff. Mm. Uh, wait, let's dial up the energy a little bit. Hit the bell! <laughs> It's time to get into the next topic. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get into the next topic, oh, okay, I wanted to, there's a, there's a little, well, I wanted to, sorry, I wanted to uh, preface the next topic with, um, what, I, what I realize is a, uh, a fairly strong bias, I will say. <laughs> Not to take away from anything that we're about to go because I, I do think it's worth people's time. In fact, uh, what I'd actually like people to do right now, if you're watching this on YouTube, pause the video, go into the description, Click the link for Jules' new video and give that a watch. And then come right back so you can hear us oh. talk about it. Oh, so this is the, this, you, you just, you said we weren't gonna go to the topic and then you well, just started was, talking I, I about the topic. To, I said I wanted to preface the topic. Oh, okay, yeah. but you said before we go yeah. to the topic? All right, all right. The topic is Jules' new video. Yeah, just before we start gushing over it, um, just wanted to, you know, say there there is a strong bias. There is a strong here. bias. There is it's in <laughs> fact it's so strong. It's ridiculously strong. Yeah, so um so Jules, um aka Jewel, aka Julian. The, the artist formerly known as Julian. The artist formerly known as Julian. He is a local. He's from Vancouver. And largely been kind of quiet on the uh the scene, if you will, not really posting much. His 
Instagram is like pretty dead. He occasionally will like post some crazy stuff. <laughs> I had to f- figure out his Instagram handle. Like I had to, I had to search it up to figure. I was Actually, like, what happened to? I was like trying to trying to tag him, and I was like, at Ju- what? Where did you at can't Jules find? Go? Yeah, you can't find it anywhere. Yeah. And I actually know why he changed his Instagram handle and uh, what it means. Okay, but I'm not going to share that on this podcast because uh, so he needs to be he needs to be shrouded in mystery. Because does that that's have just to do with painting is. by any chance? So Jules is a <laughs> I'm take he's that an as artist. A yes. All right. Um, uh, yeah, and so this video, Jules, self-titled, J-U-L-S, is a, a video that was actually filmed entirely in the winter, and it's the sequel to Jewel, which is actually the sequel to Yo Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's actually been in, involved in parkour for, I think, 11 years now. If we uh, if we count about when he started, which was well, did he start it's like 2012 when we opened, or did he start 20? Because we opened in like September 2012. He, okay, I'm gonna show you an image really quick. <laughs> um, we're not gonna we're not gonna put this on the show. Well, is it an image of him? Um, it's and it is an image of him, but it's also an image of us. Mm. And here yeah, because we start we open this. That's Jewel right there. <laughs> this is like this is a ten-year-old Julian. Uh, okay, that's a. It was very blurry, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and then we've got you, Renee. Yeah. We've long got, hair, me. We've got me over here. Yeah. We've got Bodie. I think this is Holden, by the way. Is that, that is, Holden? That is Holden. Put that up there. Put okay. that up there real quick. Yeah, yeah, a bit closer there. You can see. That's Holden. That's the I'm bag. Okay, so uh, that's kind of crazy because do you know what that's from? Is that our first camp? Very first yeah. camp. That's our spring camp. Okay. So the very first ca- uh, camp that we ever ran at Origins. That would have been now time 2013. Exactly. Okay. So uh, 2013, that's, so that's 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So Julian has been, I think that was his first exposure to parkour. It might have been like a little bit It wasn't that. like the adult classes that he was hiding under a box going to? He would definitely <laughs> started coming to those after. So he, he, was, he was 10 or 11, I guess, mm-hmm. right? Um, <laughs> oh, man. He was not actually mm-hmm. a very standout kid. Mm-hmm. Strong bias. <laughs> Strong history here. Long, long, Here's the strong long history. history. But yeah. this is the interesting mm-hmm. part is that mm-hmm. there, was, there was nothing about him back then that was like, this kid's going to be good at parkour. This kid is going to stick with it. Yeah. I, in fact, I don't even remember him from this camp. Yeah, not, not until you showed me that photo. So, yeah. so, but what's crazy about it is he stuck with it and he actually was probably the hardest worker of anybody in the friend group that he came up in. Definitely not the most talented at the time, but the hardest worker. And he's grown to, to into his own style in a very unique way. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of those kids that had like a, a quick switch in progression yeah. where it was like, oh, it doesn't appear like he, I think he wanted to learn how to do a backflip at yep. one point when you were doing private lessons with him. And then got that down after probably a, quite a lot of work it was very hard for him to do a backflip. And within a short period of time after that, he's doing 
swing cast, swing yeah. cast full, cast full, cast, like it was a quick, just just such a almost like a month, like night and day difference between like I can't do one trick to I can do a yeah. lot. He was doing double flyaways at thirteen. You know, like mm-hmm. it was pretty crazy the progression that happened with him. Um, anyway. Uh, we go way back. <laughs> I mean, he even came on, like, as a teenager, he came on trips with us to Colorado. He came with me to Boston. Um, and, yeah, he was he was ingrained in the culture. And then he disappeared. <laughs> he disappeared actually a few different times. He was kind of in and out of parkour over the course of this 10-year period. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I think more recently he's... I mean, he's still kind of in and out of parkour, but he put out a video, Jewel, with a very different style of where he was before with his movement. And then, uh, and that was about a year ago when that came out. And then, and then he put out Jewels, which he wanted to do as like, uh, it would be cool if I did this in the winter. Like, just film the whole thing in the winter. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is kind of dark, yeah. dreary. Well, it's like, it's like a flinging muck. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, and also, uh, uh, Kippa, like full of life where it's a lot of night shots. Yeah. A lot of shots that you can, can't quite see what's happening. <laughs> yeah. But the ones you can see, <laughs> uh, super cool. Um, but yeah, it's like five minutes of just pretty raw movement and with such an animalistic kind of style is the yeah. way that I would describe I'm, it. I'm, I'm glad you said that that is uh, yeah that is the perfect word he's kind of a wild man like he's actually a very different person than when he was mm-hmm. a, a, a teenager he's got like long hair he's got this beard he mm-hmm. just kind of like moves with this like like really untraditional style yeah it's somewhere in between like because I used to always think of like Rodrigo um, who's another um, a name drop for, for someone from, from this side of the world, right? Um, not from Vancouver, from Victoria, actually, so on the, on the island, but um, has been featured in Origins content, um, has been kind of like a mainstay in the parkour British Columbia scene for a long time. And he's always someone that's like, I've always felt moves like an animal. And in fact, like he, he would say he draws inspiration from like squirrels and things like that. Uh, but, but Jules is... is it's kind of, is, is like another level of that, you know? Um, yeah. And it, I think it's, um, he's really, if I had to like try to describe this to a person, like what's he doing different? You know, cause I think we had it, we had the video showing the other day, we were showing some youth team uh, kids the clips and then Liam comes up behind us and he's like, oh, this is very bean. And I'm like, yeah, I can see that, but also no. <laughs> um, and I think a big part of, what he seems to be doing is really connecting with what flows. Like if we had to, you know, if you had to define like flow in, in parkour practice and in style practice, whatever, he's really piecing things together where it's like, this is where my body's moving and I'm going to naturally go with it. And that, that shows up in his landings, that shows up in his hand placements, that shows up in his, all, all of his movement choices really. Is, is just this concept of um, everything just flows together and there's no, there's no real wasted movement either. And he's not, he's not running out of shots. He's not, he's not necessarily looking like he's trying to get after a bang. Like he just kind of finishes something and it's like the flow ends and he is, 
just like a gesture <laughs> way, like. Yeah. It's so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, I had the, I had the, the privilege of filming a couple of the shots in his video and then he put the video out that night, like mm. 11 PM or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and when I, when I filmed it, actually like one of the, one of the, one of the shots I filmed, he did basically a macaco full over a rail. And on one of the takes, he like landed it and stayed on his feet and was like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that could work, but I'll do it again. And then the, the, the last take we did that he ended up going with, he landed it and then kind of like one hand cartwheeled out of it. And I was just like, interesting that he, he liked that one he didn't like he didn't care to he didn't need to have the perfect stomped landing i mm -hmm. guess is what i'm saying is like his he was like fine with the more just like oh i mm -hmm. landed and then like kind of moved out of it and i'm happy with that yeah too. i think it's something that to like also to um uh finn kubit to, to his credit too is i i think they both voice this where they want to do things that feel good Mm -hmm. they, they, they're more into, like, if they're going to complete a line, it's almost like it shouldn't feel hard. It should feel and look easy. Yeah. Uh, which, which I think is, is a great attitude, like, some of the time. <laughs> um, is, I mean, sometimes you're going to be trying to squeeze something out that, like, feels really hard. But, but, yeah, oftentimes, like, particularly on video, like, if I record myself doing something, and I watch it back, if I actually made it look easy, even though sometimes making it look easy runs the, you know, it doesn't look as impressive most of the time, but I'm still happier with it because I didn't, I didn't feel like I did anything weird, you know? Like when you're trying to, when you're really trying to squeeze something out, like you end up typically doing something with your body that, that is a bit off, a bit weird, a bit, I don't know, ab abnormal, like, you know, habits kind of start to show, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas like the, the easier it is for you or the more, the more you're able to make it look like it was easy, uh, the nicer it looks. So what I think is so cool about this video, it, I mean, of, all right, so there's many things that are really cool about it, but one of the things I think is really cool is that he came from a, a instructed background. Mm -hmm. Like he was our student. Mm -hmm. Like I did years of private lessons with him. Mm -hmm. He was in classes for forever. Um, he was part of our youth team. Um, for several years, and so he came from a more structured, instructed kind of background of like, and we're very traditional parkour oriented. Yeah, but he was he was also quite resistant to it. He was no, uh, but he but he still mm -hmm. he still did it all. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. He was resistant to it, um, and he definitely always wanted to move to the beat of his own drum. Um, but even in his, what he wanted to do when he was a teenager was stick the landings really nice mm -hmm. and like, you know, he wanted to work on like really high level freestyle moves like can I, cast fulls. Can I things. mention, can I just drop a name real quick? Mm -hmm. I, I feel like what he was doing before was trying to be like Ellis Torhall. Yeah. Like he was trying to do what are the biggest, newest, most rare tricks that are objectively hard. He was and how clean can I make heavily them? influenced by Alfred Scott and Sean mm. Batista. Which at the time I remember the first time I saw swing casts, it was from 
those two guys doing it back to back. And I was like, whoa, that's a cool, that's a cool move. And then sure enough, Julian came to me during a private session. He's like, I need you to teach me swing cast. And I was like, I, I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to film you trying and see what I like, see what I, if I can help you analyze it, we'll watch video and we'll kind of go through it. And I played and a large part of my role with him was just to support him in what he wanted to learn. And, uh, you know, I'd film him, show him video and, uh, try to provide feedback where I could. But at the end of the day, he's, He's trying to learn stuff that I was nowhere near able to do. And it wasn't also even my background to be able to support it. I, I wasn't quite, I, like he be, quickly became better at flips than I was, you know, <laughs> and it wasn't a surprise why. But, uh, but yeah, but I guess what I'm trying to say is he was very traditional in his movement before, whether it's being instructed by us or whether it's, looking to the uh the like style beasts at, of the day which is gym, really gymnastics influenced um to now he's i mean like you like liam said is like oh it's very bean it's like yeah it's it's bean in that it's non-traditional mm-hmm. but it's not exactly I wouldn't, he almost doesn't even fit in that box, if you mm-hmm. will, right? Yeah. He's kind of in his own world. And what's, what's so cool to me is the, uh, the threading and roll influence that comes through, which is really funny because I never, ever taught him how to do a thread roll. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't so, interested before. He ne- yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I never taught him that. I mean, I, I did make him do a lot of rolls. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like at the time roles were were an important skill to have in your in your repertoire, mm-hmm. so. But I definitely can't take credit for the rail roles that he's doing now because I never like mm-hmm. taught him or like anything. <laughs> he's he's doing those on a level that like, I mean the last shot of the video is yeah, like I I don't know how he even thought to do that, <laughs> let alone trying to execute it, and I don't know. Go yeah. watch this video. It's yeah, so there's cool. one of the things that I actually brought up about Jules. I can't remember how many weeks ago, on a because we were we were talking about him. We were yeah. talking about like he'd he'd come back to the gym and he'd come into like some and so like this is where he's been because he was doing uh, dropping into like advanced classes and I'm like, what do I do with this guy? Because <laughs> he he uh, his output is also big, uh, which you don't really get a feel for in, in his video, but like I'm talking about his parkour output, his, his jump ability and his ability to pick up cues for uh, like your traditional parkour movements, very high. But uh, <laughs> one thing I was talking about a, a, a few weeks ago was just the, I, I, we need to kind of categorize this type of movement where he will, okay, so the, the concept being like, okay, I'm going to flip over a railing or I'm going to hurdle a railing, like I'm gonna jump over it, but I'm gonna intentionally like clip and brush part of my body, right? Cause you say rail roll and I don't know, like yes, he's rolling, but it's almost because he's so, and I remember when people started doing this, when people started like webstering over walls, but it was like, they would touch their back. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know what I mean? And so it's like, okay, if you're really comfortable doing a webster and you're really comfortable like you webster over something, essentially all you gotta do is just dial it back a little bit and you know, roll over something with with your back touching it and this is this is a st- this is like 
a style that I, I have a lot of appreciation for. One, because I can't really do it. <laughs> but also, I just think, I just think it's, it's, it's uh, so cool in an execution sense. Like we started talking about execution in relation to SPL and our judging criteria and how execution should really be uh, a big part of it. Shouldn't just be like how clean your landing is, but like how much style you can put on something. Um, because you were like reading off, you were, we were going deep down the wormhole of skiing and you were reading off like skiing criteria. And that's, that's what they define as, as style. And it's like, yeah, I have so much control and mastery over what I'm doing that I can, that I can add some style onto it. I can add some flavor onto it. And I, I think that's exactly what that, it's not shin sliding. It's not that it's like, again, the, the concept of like, I'm going to jump over this rail or whatever, but I'm going to intentionally like touch, like I'm going to intentionally sweep my shin on it. Uh, and it's not going to look sketchy. You know, it's going to look like that was intentional and it was cool. Well, let's think about it. Like it's similar to like in skateboarding where like, you know, it's not, I'm trying to like clear over this like fire hydrant but mm -hmm. i'm intentionally gonna kind of clip it with my trucks mm. and still land and roll out it's like it's almost kind of like that yeah even in in uh in b-boying as well like just different ways that uh b-boys will hit like freezes where there there was an evolution of this where where originally like, b-boying like freezes and stuff it's like you're on your hands you know mm -hmm. and then it's like oh i'm just gonna drop onto my forearm i'm gonna drop onto my shoulder i'm gonna drop onto like this part of my body that kind of looks like it should hurt but it clearly didn't hurt, <laughs> you know? Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see more of that in, in, in parkour, like different ways that type of idea can be, can be actualized uh, because we still are very much like a, a hand and foot, you know, type, type contact of, uh, of movement. Yeah, I mean like Valtteri's video, he did like yeah. the, the shin double side thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, like we brought it up like, you know, a couple times and it's just, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to call it, uh, but it's it's definitely a thing and, and definitely something that I get. Um, it uh, gets me up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, oh. there's like so many little pieces in the video that make me like I, I literally watched it, I think, probably 10 times. And because I'm like, what is he doing here? Like, he's like kicking off the wall after he flipped. You know, like, what did what flip was he even doing for to <laughs> allow him to be in a position where he could kick off the wall? Um, I, I think that's what the, the bean comparison comes in. Mm -hmm. And like, he definitely does some stuff that's off axis or whatever. But um, I don't feel like I don't feel like he's trying to replicate or resemble anyone or anything. Sometimes with with a lot of those like variations that he's throwing. Right. Yeah. I mean, do, do you know what, do you know what, this is very funny, sorry. Do you know what Gloria was saying to me today? She's asking like, would you ever put jewels on, on STS? You might have some interesting things to say. And I was like, oh, you know, that kid, he might. <laughs> I mean, in general. You can ask him these questions. He has, he actually has a ton. Like he's like, I mean, I think he, <laughs> Yeah, he has a ton of information in his head about like the way he thinks about movement and a way he thinks about parkour. Um, I think he kind of shies away from cameras though. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't think he would want to because then there's this, oh, now there's this external pressure of uh, I need to be, 
I need to be talking to to a camera. Mm-hmm. I don't think he that he would be super into that. But he definitely has a lot of interesting things to say. So like, um, I I definitely enjoy my conversations with him because he doesn't think the way I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's I don't know. It's been so cool to like watch him grow up and become uh, really like a total shift in personality from teenagehood to adulthood, mm-hmm. and also with that, his movement has changed drastically. So. He's, like, in parkour right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if, like, over the over the next year he kind of falls out a little bit and then comes back in again. Like, because that's just... The way he was telling me is, like, with everything he does in life, he's just kind of, like, riding waves. Mm-hmm. It's, like, sometimes he's, like, on the incline and really into it, and then other times he's just like, oh, I'm going to go pursue something else. Um, and he is a multi-talented individual, so it's not surprising. Yeah. All right, closing... Closing thoughts or message on the video? Um, yeah, he told me on Saturday when I when I was with him that he didn't feel like he has anything to offer parkour. Weird. And then the video comes out, and it's actually getting quite a bit of views. People mm-hmm. are, like, really noticing it. Um, and so... it's. I told him, I think you have lots of to offer parkour, but... Uh, I think this is my closing. My closing thoughts here is that he clearly does have something to offer parkour, and I think people are gonna are, are gonna pull inspiration from his video. Um, and uh, it's like to me, it's like I hope this kind of inspires him to continue moving more, rather than uh, you know walk away again for a year. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be cool. Until the next uh, Jewel variation mm-hmm. video comes out. All right, should we move on to uh, the other, I guess kind of the like other side of the spectrum of parkour? Very much so. So I told you to check out Wizzy Gang's latest, uh, latest YouTube video. Yeah. You did. Um, and this is the video where most people are probably familiar with the Instagram posts that have been like, Routinely, sh- like they keep posting the same gap, and people keep sharing it because <laughs> it's it's. Uh, I think the title of the YouTube video is like "We broke the record for for yeah. a roof gap," which Did is we it, break it, the yeah, record? What, it was a question, right? Yeah, whatever. Not not the point. Not the reason we're talking about it, but it is a really impressive roof gap that gets jumped, gets flipped, and everything. And there is what what I would call like a, a documentary of it is their their YouTube video. Uh, but having watched it now, I'm curious, what did you think of the YouTube video? You could also call it a vlog, yep. but it is definitely like a short-form documentary piece on how they managed to pull off this stunt. <laughs> um, well, yeah, so I watched it. Very engaging video. Um, it's a whole mission that they go on to make this happen, and it in- involves literally schlepping bags of sand to the roof of, I think, uh, a rooftop in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's very entertaining. It's What's interesting to me is that there's this group of guys all with these backpacks on that are filled with such, he- like, heavy sand, like mis- like, doing a mission to get it up there. 
and there's somebody who's there with a camera filming it all who's probably actually not carrying any sand. <laughs> uh, it's like, I want that guy's job. <laughs> it's the easiest role in the whole thing, right? Just mm. capture it all. Um, I thought that was very interesting. Um, it, they're store-esque in a way, but they're almost not, they're not kind of falling into the like challenge, like, uh, what's it? What's it called? The trap. The trap of like doing yeah. YouTube challenges. Oh, man. You almost make me want to go on a store uh, <laughs> tangent here, but I'm gonna resist. But here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Gang, like Wizzy Gang isn't getting crazy high views mm -hmm. on their videos. Mm -hmm. uh, I think this one only has like 40k views at the time of us talking about it. Mm. Which, which is it's, it's a it's really good, good amount, yeah. but like consider how much effort is going into doing it. Yeah. They literally spent like a couple days like planning out how to make pull this, you know, pull mm -hmm. the gap off by trying to find a bunch of sand, like moving the sand like multiple times with like multiple trips with just backpacks and ultimately mustering up the courage to jump it and flip it, getting kicked out and everything. So this whole process is... It's a lot of effort, and then filming it, editing it, obviously spending the money to go to Thailand is part of it. So, and and what are they getting out of it? 40,000 views on YouTube. Doesn't seem like the ROI is there. They're doing this for the love and hoping that it will eventually pay off. Um, but, but man, do they deserve to, for it to pay off? Like, mm -hmm. if the quality of these, the, the quality of these videos are really high, and it's, the type of content that makes parkour look really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's quite a few thoughts, and like part of the reason I wanted to bring this up is not just the video alone. So that's kind of what sparked wanting to have this conversation was that I happened to I've been subscribed to Wizzy Gang for a while, and this is actually the first video I watched. Don't know why. Um, pretty clickbait thumbnail, wasn't super into it, just had nothing else to do, clicked it, really glad I did, and now I need to go back and watch more. Because uh, if, if this is kind of like the amount of effort they're putting into their videos, I think it's, it's, worth, um, it's worth my attention, it's worth everybody else's attention. I think one of the challenges they're facing is actually language. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're French speaking, which it's, it's definitely like a, more pop, one of the more popular languages in the world, but it's it's definitely one that's also like falling out of favor. Like less, I've I've heard people say before, like French is dying. You know, um, there's just less people speaking French, and so they have great subtitles. But if you're looking at like drawing someone in right away and getting them to know, like I don't know the characters yet either. I know a couple of I know I know Chake, and I know there's it's either Louis or Louis um, Maynard. Uh, because they both have like prominent YouTube channels, there's probably another guy in there I'm forgetting who's also pretty Instagram, big. You mean. Or sorry, Instagram. Yeah, they both have uh, big Instagram followings. But yeah, um, I, I have yet to like just from watching that one episode, I don't really have a grasp of um, of the characters yet, and a lot of that due to like the the language barrier, and also just they're not you know making a point to say like, hey, this guy's going next. 
Like I knew, I knew it was Louis doing the front flip because he would, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> that was kind of what, what uh, went into there. So, so I think that is uh, potentially hurting their growth, which kind of sucks. Um, I wonder, you know, I, I don't think they're going to listen to this, but, but I wonder if, um, you know, any of the, I'm sure one of them speaks English well, and I wonder if they started to bring in actually more English into the, the vlogging. If, if that would help some, because uh, otherwise they're just relying on subtitles and it's, there's just more, more people speak English. It's just, it's just what it is, you know? To me, so I, I was watching, I watched part of it with Caroline, who mm -hmm. speaks a little bit of French, and <laughs> she started laughing at one point because they said, Mission de la night, mm -hmm. which is night is not the French word for night. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he said, said they basically called it a night mission instead mm -hmm. of like a mission de la nuit or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like it's interesting when you see English creeping into the French. Yeah. Um, and that happened a few different times uh, where they use like more like English influenced words. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think the French is actually really like hurting them because the vast majority of the parkour world uses English. Um, and if, I mean, even people who are not native English speakers still use English as the, it's the lingua franca, it's the, the language that people use around the world to translate for other things, right? It's like mm -hmm. you, if you have a, you have a, a German person and a Dutch person, they're going to communicate in English. They're not going to like speak each other's language. If you have, you know, so the same thing with French is, Ideally, these vlogs are in English because most people will be able to use English. But I guess they can read it too. But mm. if reading English is difficult for you, yeah, and that's like, a problem as well. Well, I just think about like the amount of kids they probably watch, you know, yeah, or what, or, or could be watching. That's true. Yeah. So anyway, Wizzy Gang also uh, they won the uh, store award for best team, uh, which we didn't really talk on touch on when we were reviewing the store awards, mostly because I'm not wasn't really aware of so much of what they're doing, but it, it makes sense um, because I think that award highly favors the team that is putting themselves out there more. And the store actually like threw some shade at Fat uh, during, during that segment because Fat wasn't at the Big Wall Open, but Wizzy Gang was, and Wizzy Gang threw down. And it's funny because I remember like Jimmy the Giant made a video saying like Fat was the future. And I think that's definitely not true anymore. I think, I think you have some guys on fat who are extremely talented, but they're, they're doing pretty like, just there doesn't seem to be putting as much into their YouTube edits as Wizzy Gang. Like Wizzy Gang really seems to be about the production, about like, we're going to go find a big stunt to do. Um, you know, they both their camera equipment is better and, yeah. their, and their knowledge of how to produce a film mm -hmm. is better. And they both make similar like thumbnails and whatever. Um, and, you know, one could argue that, um, you know, Fat maybe has the more diverse talent or whatever. But, yeah, Fat, fat just, just seems to kind of be doing the like the minimal requirement to be a team of like, we're going to go out and train and film it. Yeah. And then if something big happens, which it probably will, we'll put it in the thumbnail see what that gives us. Um, Wizzy Gang is like, we're traveling somewhere. 
we're going to do this big stunt. There's going to be this whole production on the stunt. Like you talked about the, the manpower gap, how they like built a thing, whether you like that or not. <laughs> um, it, it tells more of a story and it's, uh, it's certainly makes, I think it certainly makes for better content too. When it's like, there's this preparation involved for something. So yeah, I, th- I, th- I think they're poised to, um, you know, probably be a standout for this year again as well. You mean for a story award? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. you know, in, in generally in people's minds of like who's you know the team that's like standing out the most. There's nobody else that I can think of mm. that is topping them. Yeah, um, e- even like their um, their Instagram content too. It's never like uh, like when I think of like uh, Chalky and I think about Louis Instagram. It's never like training clips. It's it's always something big. Like if you scroll through their Instagram feeds, it's always roof gap, giant dive kong big cork, big double cork, yeah. something. It's never just like, here's a line, <laughs> you know? Uh, which, I mean, I, it's, it's kind of almost like to a fault because like they would get more content if they were like posting. Because I'm sure the guys on Wizzy Gang do have just, you know, training days where they're just doing, you know, smaller things, but they just don't post that stuff. So it's true for those two guys, but I did try to find like some of the others mm-hmm. and some of the other guys on the team, maybe the less known ones, are doing or are posting things of like lower to the ground movement or lines or things like that, not like just huge gaps or roof gaps or big corks or big flips or anything like that. So so yeah, it's true for like some of like probably the top guys on the team, mm-hmm. less true for some of the, the other uh, team members. Um, but yeah, I guess I wanted to, I, I kind of wanted to talk briefly about the, uh, the theme of both this video and the manpower video, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know if this is the theme, but the spot modifications, mm, yeah. spot modding. We've had discussions about this before. We've had debates around this, mm-hmm. whether this is a good thing, a bad thing, a neutral thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, um, I think I can appreciate the, the videos mm-hmm. while still being a little bit critical of the mm-hmm. actions happening in the video. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel less strongly about this one with bringing sand up mm-hmm. than I do about the manpower one. Yeah. Well, it's, the thing about the manpower one too, because I remember when we first brought it up, I said, eh, I don't really care. It's like some plywood. And then you like showed me and were like, no, you gotta watch the video and see like the, how intricate the stage they built is. And now actually after going there and knowing like how high the ledge you got us and how tiny the ledge you gotta step up on is and like how hard it would be to, I'm gonna say, actually cork the power gap. Um, uh, it's quite different. Um, having said that, if you frame this as, which they're not, but if you frame, and you mentioned this earlier with the word stunt, where it's like they're a stunt team that does parkour. You know, they're doing parkour stunts, but they're, they're like a stunt parkour team. Then to me, it's like completely forgivable. But when you start saying like, okay, this is world's first at this spot and we built this thing to modify the spot in order to make it possible, then yeah, like I think it's totally okay for people to have mixed feelings about it. Yeah, I guess, I guess the thing with the manpower is that it's like, it's annoying that they just left it up there mm-hmm. and it's, a popular destination to mm-hmm. like like parkour tourism to go there and try the manpower gap 
and then now you've changed it or you've left you know you've left basically trash mm-hmm. on top are you are you aware if they responded or not i don't know yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just curious if they if there was actually like a response to that or if if they care or not <laughs> like somebody somebody went and cleaned up their trash basically mm-hmm. is it was the way it was framed and i kind of agree with that mm-hmm. in the case of this one in thailand i feel less strongly about it because it's not like a destination gap that people mm-hmm. are trying to go to it's also not trash as it's just sand it's gonna wash away it's gonna yeah, yeah. exactly so mm-hmm. i feel less strongly about it but and they also got kicked out so it's like what are they gonna do try to pack it all up in their mm-hmm. backpacks and bring it down again that's unlikely to happen but but there is something to be like adding sand to the landing definitely made it easier and safer. Is that the right move? I actually think yes. Like probably smarter to do that than to just eat it on concrete and hope that you don't like dislocate a shoulder when you try to roll. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like this concept. Too, like the manpower gap. Um, also, it's, the funny thing about it is is all those rocks on the other side. You know, right. like that. Some people choose to Pile stack up, up and some people choose to <laughs> just leave it as is. Um, but that does exist on the other side of the gap and it uh, allows a lot of people to do it because it, it removes a lot of the impact. In in this case, you know, they brought up some sand and, and as you said, like it, it's probably a good idea because they're looking at a gap where it's like, we think this is the biggest roof gap anyone's ever done. And it's a concrete landing. It's not like a, a roof landing, you know, where there's some give. It's a concrete landing. We're not sure what it's gonna feel like, but we're pretty confident that if we pad it with like a little bit of sand, that it's gonna be okay. Um, and it was. Yeah. And no one got hurt, you know, perfect scenario. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I think it's just really funny that the, really, I mean, the only two WYSIWYG videos I've watched mm-hmm. are both yeah. around spot modding so mm-hmm. that they can make it possible. Yeah. Um, I guess they alluded to the fact that it probably is possible to do it without the sand. Yeah. But it's just way more risky that way. So it's just better to be safe than sorry, if you yeah. will. Sorry. I, I thought it was a really smart idea too. Like I, I would have never thought to bring and, 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 it's, and it's because yeah. I'm not I, I've never never in as long as I've been doing parkour have I have I thought I am going to try to push the biggest gaps. You know, I'm gonna try to do bigger I'm gonna try to have more airtime than anyone else. Ever I think before. they said it was twenty three feet. <laughs> yeah. Which is like it's huge. I mean, yeah. there's a sizable drop too. Yeah. Right? Are they doing so. this for feet? Or are they uh, like are they? Are they Those are shoes. Hands, are, they sho- are they? <laughs> are, they <laughs> are they doing are these that? feet or or is it uh, or real feet? Or did they? You know, I don't take know. A they said feet. Out. Yeah, they said feet. But see, I don't trust anyone who says feet that goes by the met- uh, metric system. <laughs> I just don't. Don't and it's been proven because uh, because I, I know I know I, I see it I, I see people say like twelve feet all the time and then when they're asked they say like oh yeah my shoes my shoes are exactly a foot though yeah I don't know I don't like that I, I actually I would prefer if they posted meters and centimeters because then I would it sounds them. more precise yeah. when you say meters mm-hmm. or centimeters mm-hmm. it's like you care more about it speaking of I, I the wa- problem is I always have to do yeah. the conversion. <laughs> it's like the, yeah. so how many yeah. like 180 yeah. hey, centimeters come on you got you got this it's how hard how hard to convert it's hard you know? it's hard i have to pull up my <laughs> phone and look up a conversion calculator i don't know the like it's google it's google it yeah um but uh, speaking of meters uh uh leo urban um 
in his video, he says manpower is, five, is a five meter drop. Um, I'm going to say that is wrong. I'm going to say it's, it's closer to four. But I think he said five meters because he did it barefoot. And he's like, yeah. But anyway, I think it's close. I don't know how he would have measured it also. Mm. It, doesn't, it doesn't appear to be something you can measure. I think he's just guesstimating, maybe. Let me know in the comments if uh, it's true. If it isn't, manpower is in fact a five meter drop. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Is that what? Is it twelve feet? <laughs> no, twelve is like is like is like four meters. Yeah. Or like it's probably like thirteen feet. It's like four meters. Got okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, back to Wizzy Gang. Um, <laughs> with Gang, uh, with uh, just just to kind of like uh, wrap up a bit of like what you're saying there about uh, the the spot mod and the leaving the stuff. Uh, watching their vlogs, they don't seem like they're troublemakers. Um, in fact, they actually seem like pretty respectful. Like they're trying to get their stuff. No, no, I'm I'm wrong. They're troublemakers. Dang it. They're all. They're also the team that like stops buses so that they can do jumps true. onto them. Yeah. And I saw. No, done. I saw one where it was like a one of them. I don't know if it was in a vlog, but mm. one of them did a 360 dive roll onto a bus. Which was like really cool, but then he drops down and a car like slams on their brakes and then he's running, he's like, Yeah, I did it. And it's like, okay, it was a cool stunt, but it was also super reckless and irresponsible and kind of mm -hmm. a dick move. Well, that explains why they're leaving their stage up on the land power gap. Yeah. So but again, uh, but it, they're <laughs> but here's the thing. They're making really great videos that are telling awesome stories. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just I'm I'm just going off of like the the watch of the the recent video where it just like they seem like good like there wasn't anything in that video where yeah I they seem like they were causing out. trouble they're kicked out of security and they're mm -hmm. going up and fist bumping them and saying thank you and stuff yeah. like that so that's I guess there's a respectful element to that but yeah. I definitely can look back at their history of experiences and it seems like they do have a fair amount of like juvenile dickish behavior yeah i've been there <laughs> i've been there. I, I can't say i haven't been there yeah i've been there comes with comes with the territory Certainly. youth and parkour you know <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah um i guess that is parkour to some degree yeah um but it doesn't have to be it can't be though right do you have to do the jump to the bus can you just find it on a regular old building? <laughs> I, I don't know. Jump to the bus is pretty cool. Do you have to jump down in front of traffic? <laughs> maybe that part. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there just wasn't enough planning for that stunt. You know. Yeah. Maybe maybe we're seeing a progression. You know, with the with the you know quietly bringing up the sand and fist bumping the security guards and stuff and saying thank you and whatnot. Maybe maybe this is maybe this is a progression we're seeing in real time. I don't know. Of the you know we want to do these we'll big see. stunts. I'll but, tune in next week. Yeah, is there? Do they do weekly videos? Or? Sundays, yeah, Sunday, Sunday uploads. Okay. But I actually don't. Mm. So they already came out with another video, and it's like the thing is they do a lot of clip jumping content mm -hmm. yeah. because they're just big senders. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, I, I actually wanted to mention too. Like, I think they are like the the sendiest. It's not a word, but um, yeah, they, it is. They, <laughs> they, out of all the teams, like I think, and I would put it even if I considered like Capstone a team, I would say like. Wizzy is pushing send more than more than capstone. It's a bold claim. Well, just I just look at like the level of stunt, like the level of um, the the amount of effort that's going into the send. You know, 
the yeah, amount I mean, of like, the the amount cool of, like we're going to prepare all the stuff so that we can do the this. teamwork to build. Like there's like, there's three guys who did the jump, but there's six of them or more mm-hmm. who are involved in Wizzy gang behind the scenes of like, all right, there's a guy on the bottom filming. There's a guy doing a drone. There's a guy up top filming. Mm-hmm. There's three guys doing the jump. There's, you know, people helping with sandbags and like using a rope pulley, like not a pulley, but it, they're pulling things up by a rope. Anyway, it's it's a whole it's a whole like uh, mission, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're it's a whole setup that they're they're working with, and they're it's all everybody has their role, and they're all doing the job to make this video happen, basically. Um, yeah, it's it's cool, and I like to watch this type of content. Yeah. So and it's well produced, and that's what's the, what the cool thing is about it is that it's not just like. A few guys with GoPros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it didn't. It doesn't even seem like it's that much more to make it that well produced, um, given the because because there was a clear story there, right? There's a clear like, okay, here's the challenge. Here's some other challenges that we're going to be facing to mm-hmm. complete the challenge, mm-hmm. and then you get some prep and stuff. Multiple cameras, they got a drone and stuff. That all is, I, I would yeah. say, I think the drone is like the probably the bigger production level, but everything else there is quite doable, I think, for, for most teams. Yeah, but it, like, I guess what I'm saying is that I, I don't know, I don't know what cameras Fat uses, but I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it's just GoPros, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm not trying to throw shade at Fat, I'm just mm-hmm. saying that like the production level is a step up from what is basically the standard. Yeah. Right? We could make a vlog entirely with GoPros, or we could have multiple higher quality cameras and a drone to film the entire process. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Go watch Wizzy Gang. Let yeah. us know what you think in the comments. Also, go watch Jules' video, because we're biased and we think it's awesome. <laughs> and you, let us know if, we, uh, if we're wrong, I guess. Yeah. I don't think so. I just think that it, like, it definitely get, I definitely get moved that yeah. that extra. Yeah, with the history. Yeah, there's a lot of like pride from like for me that I feel in like and seeing Jules like do stuff at the level that he's at now. Because like I remember when he was horrible at parkour, <laughs> <laughs> he was just not good, and then uh, and then he just like chugged away and progressed and then his style changed and so cool yeah. anyway we don't need to talk about it anymore yeah I if you're still we, with us here too also please uh, again if you haven't done that already we're at the end of the video now so you can always just you know shut it off after this but uh leave a comment let us know if uh you like the idea of us trying to post smaller segments of these talks with video aids as opposed to the full episode on youtube and if you like the video, click like, subscribe, show us some love, share it with a friend. And with that, we're out. <laughs>